to episode 109 of Yins Are Good, the podcast that shares and celebrates all of the good stuff, the good news that's going on out there. You know we're celebrating those people who are making it all happen. I am your host, Tressa Glover. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with us here to hear the good news, to hear about good people doing good things. And I've got a whole bunch of that for you today. So let's get right to it. First, our kindness crate was out and about over the past month or so. And I have some notes from it to share with you. For those of you who may not be familiar, our kindness crate is a little, literally, it's about four inches by six inches, a little crate that makes appearances at and is hosted by small businesses, local events, schools, etc. And folks who see it are asked to share an act of kindness that changed their life or their day. Or they can share a note about someone who they're grateful for and, and why they're grateful for them. Or a moment they're grateful for, a thing that they're grateful for. You get the picture. Folks write down their thoughts on a little slip of paper and tuck it into the crate and then I share them on the show, which I'll be doing in just a few minutes here. And speaking of this crate, since our last episode, I was a guest on Talk Pittsburgh, which airs on CBS here in Pittsburgh. The host, Heather Abraham, whom Yins may remember as my guest for last year's Christmas show, And I was asked to be on the show for World Kindness Day on November 13th. So I brought along three kindness crates and we actually read a couple of the notes during that segment. I had such fun. Huge thanks again to Alante, to Heather, and to the whole crew there at Talk Pittsburgh. Such great folks. Now, my friends, there is a book that is now available and The title of that book is Growing Up Yinzer. I kid you not. So, I mean, it goes without saying that we need to talk about it on this show. This book is in bookstores. It's online. What is it about, you ask? Well, I've got that answer in spades because (laughs) I sat down with the author, the illustrator, and one of the folks featured in it, and that is the conversation that's coming your way today. Author Dick Roberts, artist Rob Rogers, and comedian, actor, Pittsburgh personality, Jim Cren. That's who I'm talking about. Uh, I had such a blast talking with these guys. And you're going to hear not just about the book, but also about the other Yinzer-centric <laughs> projects they have going on. And a portion of all of their proceeds go to... and have always gone to various charities. So good, right? And just to wet your palate about the book, I will share this blurb, if you will. Pittsburgh's undeniable impact on the character and life of those who grew up there has shaped iconic figures of American sports, entertainment, and culture. Legends of the gridiron, such as Jim Kelly, Tony Dorsett, Dan Marino, and Joe Namath, forged their football prowess in Western Pennsylvania. Business pioneers, including Mark Cuban, Ray Werner, and Bill Strickland were ingrained with the value of hard work in the Steel City. Music and movie stars like Jeff Goldblum, George Benson, and Billy Gardell found creative inspiration in Pittsburgh that led to new heights. Author Dig Roberts presents profiles, interviews, and memories from some of the most famous and adored Pittsburghers. Now, for those of you listeners who are not from the Pittsburgh area, you may not have known that all of the aforementioned figures were from this area. Now you do. Growing Up Yinzer features 51 Pittsburgh personalities altogether, and the words come right from their mouths via their interviews with Dick Roberts. It's a joy to read, and I can't wait for you to hear our chat. And actually, speaking of those of you not from the Western PA area, we are now up to 34 countries and territories who are listening 
to Yin's Are Good. Wow. A huge welcome to our newest additions, Brazil, Bembindo, and Mexico, Bienvenido. And thank you for listening. And finally, coming up today, our In Case Yin's Missed It segment. Lukewarm off the presses, as I like to say. It's some feel-good news from uh, the past couple of weeks. You know, in case Yin's missed it the first time around. Don DiGiulio will be joining me. And this one is especially good for those of you who may be nervous flyers. I would be included in that category. But this involves a program at the Pittsburgh International Airport. It's awesome. A reminder, my dear Yinzers, if you do want to share a note of gratitude, an act of kindness, who are you grateful for and why you want to share it with us, just send us an email, yinsaregood at gmail.com, and I will share it on the show. You know we love to hear from you. And one more item on the docket. Our live Christmas show is fast approaching. Monday, December 11th here in Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburghers, come on out and join us. And out-of-towners, maybe you should schedule a long weekend in the Berg. We've got so much going on here. We would love to welcome you to our fair city, and especially to the Yins Are Good show. I am thrilled to let you know that we now have three featured guests for this live show. Rick Seaback and Jasmine M. Cho, as you already knew, but also announcing our friend and executive director of Cafe Momentum, Gene Walker. You'll remember Gene from episode 82. We love Cafe Momentum and the incredible work they're doing. So Gene is going to join us and tell us all about the latest goings on there. And also, we're going to have a little segment involving all three guests, which I cannot wait for. You can get your tickets at eventbrite.com. The link is in our show notes. You can also head over to our website, yinsaregood.com, for more info. And don't forget, we will have a giving tree at the show as well. The ornaments on the tree will be notes with items or volunteer opportunities requested by local nonprofits who've been guests on the show thus far, including... Beverly's Birthdays, When She Thrives, The Westview Hub, Assemble, North Hills Community Outreach, just to name a few. And as an audience member, you'll have the chance to select an ornament and provide its request during the holiday season. So if you've been looking for a new way to help those in need, a new way to connect with folks, a new way to spread kindness, our giving tree will await you. But what's awaiting us right now, first up, is our kindness crate. So let's get to it. Yes, let's get to some more good stuff. Opening up our kindness crate. Okay, let's see what we got here. Ashley writes, my husband cleaned out my car for me after a long road trip. I appreciated the time it cleared up for me to finish my finals for school. Then we have a teller at a bank canceled my uncashed check. No fee. Thanks. With three exclamation points. (laughs) Wore new shoes to a job interview. Got a blister on the way home. A stranger noticed and quietly handed me a Band-Aid. I received a favor from one of my graduates. She got a van for my disabled nephew when we couldn't find one for his 50th birthday. She saved the day. Then someone writes, the people of Pittsburgh are wonderfully unified against hate of any kind. I'm grateful for the simple joy of jumping in a pile of leaves. I'm grateful for the arts. My friend slash neighbor hooked me up with the Homegrown Project at Phipps Conservatory. They came and set up two raised garden beds and gave us all the plants and support. We lived off our garden. My legally blind mom hiked all over the place to get me Paxlovid. It made such a difference. Love you, mom. 
Someone else writes, I'm so happy to see all the good things going on in Pittsburgh. And last one here. I'm grateful for folks who lift us up on our hardest days. Those that listen and empathize, send a funny video or image, give hugs, encourage us to slow down, treat ourselves, and care for ourselves as much as we do others. Hmm. Well, thank you to all of you who shared your thoughts. And thank you to those who are mentioned in these thoughts. Yins are good. All right, here we are. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And I'm sitting between (laughs) our guests and across kind of the table from one who is with us via speakerphone. So as I've already mentioned who I'm getting to chat with, and I'm so darn excited. Like my face already hurts from smiling and chatting with these guys. Um, But I will let them introduce themselves. We can start there with who you are, and then we'll get into it. Cool. Very cool. I'm I'm Jimmy Cran, and I'm a Pittsburgh uh, Yinzer all the way. As you know, grew up in a strip district and a stand-up comedian and actor and writer and been on radio for a quarter century in the the area. So honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Good friend and one best friend, uh, one of the best friends, Dick Roberts, wrote an amazing book. And that's what we're talking about today. So I'm excited to be part of it. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, what don't you do? Like you're listing all the things. It's like, oh my gosh. I've been blessed. Having like a second act, I guess. I'm 64 years old. And uh, so I'm lucky. uh, Cody Hartman's a tremendous director. And his dad, Brian Hartman, did a wonderful movie called Unsinkable. It's coming out in in the spring. And I've got got a nice role in there as a congressman at the table. So I guess. And uh, they did another movie a few years, two, three years ago. So uh, called The Great One that I have a nice speaking part. And uh, that's coming out sometime, we hope, we think later in the year. So a couple movies, which is exciting. Uh, stand-up's going well. I go to L.A. like every four months or so. And I like, I love, I live here. It's my home. So I do some comedy festivals here and there on the coast. But I, I'm a Pittsburgh boy. So I do about a dozen shows a year, uh, winding down the year. It's 2023. I got one the night before Thanksgiving at the Ruckus Cafe, Babcock Boulevard. Uh, husband and wife own it. Wonderful cafe. Right on Babcock. You're not doing anything night before Thanksgiving. Sometimes you have friends in or you know, get sleeping the next day on Thanksgiving, watch football or come on, or you're getting a turkey ready and you just got to cook. Just come over eight o'clock, Ruckus Cafe on Babcock Boulevard. But yes, yeah, so I've been doing, doing stand up and just keeping busy and, and really heavily involved in a company that uh, Dick and I uh, put together with Rob Rogers and Larry Richard and we have yeah. other partners too and other ventures. That, but the uh, Yinzer company, uh, which we did greeting cards, mm-hmm. uh, candy, and you know, soda pop, this and that, which is funny because I remember Dick Roberts comes up to me. I'm at Larry Richard had a spaghetti breakfast, morning live breakfast downtown, and I hadn't talked to Dick in on KDK. KDK. Yeah, I hadn't talked to Dick in a long time, and he says, "Where's Jimmy?" And he comes over. He says, "He says, you know how to write? You know how to write greeting cards?" I go, "No." <laughs> Dick, Dick's funny. He has all the best creative ideas, by the way. He says, "Why don't you try?" I said, "Okay." Yinzer cards. He said, he said, Yinzer cards. He says, all right. So I went home. I remember right. I remember the number. I wrote 17 of them. I don't know why I remember that. I, I sent them over to Dick. A few days later, he says, this is exactly what I wanted. And he says, I'm going to go to me. And, and he, we got involved with, we were on the greatest, you know, company in Pittsburgh, Giant Eagle. Sure. Cheer Pittsburgh. So Giant Eagle, nice enough to put us in, in the stores. And, and they said, well, what do you got? What do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, do you want to do these words? Or do you want to do, do, do an artist? And I said, well, I'm fortunate because I know one of the great artists in the country, Rob Rogers, who lives in our backyard, and he's always been a great friend of mine. And we brought Rob in, and Rob was, uh, it it was like a band with myself, with Dick, (laughs) Rob and Larry. I'm Ringo, of course. And and it was great because everyone got together and did their own specialty, and we all get along real well. We're all great friends. And... It's fueled by everyone equally. But uh, Rob's art is just so amazing and just pops, you know. Mm-hmm. And and we've been friends a long time, Rob. So he knows my humor. You mm-hmm. know, that's why I really wanted him because no one knows my he knows my humor really well. And he, and he has the same twisted mind as I do. 
So we work well together. <laughs> we work well together with each other. So we were very fortunate that that became uh, a hit, but it's still selling today consistently. It's interesting too when you say that we're talking about when you were saying how old you were and all the difference. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it on the show a lot about different chapters. Yeah. And how perhaps um, not to speak for you, but you know, thirty years ago, right. if someone would have said, "Oh." In 2023, here are going to be the, the things that you'll be doing. And so when those opportunities come, and even if there's something wildly different from what you thought you might do, but saying yes to them or, be, or you know, like, why not? And go home and write 17 cards. If 35 years ago, you said I've been noticed in 64, I would have, I would have thought I'd be eating mush in a home, in, you know, 64. Because <laughs> at that age, you think, oh, well, 64, what's he But Now I'm like, right. oh, it's good. You know, it's not that bad. So. There's still more to do. Yeah. There's still way more, a lot more to do. I love it. It's just, I'm just starting. Yeah, just yes. scratching the surface. And so the cards, and we can talk more as we mm -hmm. all are talking about them, but at Giant Eagle, of course. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah, and a few other places. And a few Hallmark, other places. I was going to say Hallmark, Hallmark stores and places. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're great. Thank you. I have a couple of them that I just keep. I get them and I keep them. I don't think <laughs> anyone, so, uh, <laughs> so, oh well. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess you want to be up next here. So. Yeah, so, um, so I'm Dick Roberts, and, you know, the, appreciate you giving us the opportunity to be on your show today. And, I mean, Yinzer Good is the perfect show for us. Um, Yinzer Cards, Yinzer Candy Bars, and, and my new book, Growing Up Yinzer, which, uh, which released at the end of October. And, you know, the first week it was Amazon's number one new release in the Mid-Atlantic region. Was it really? And Henry Winkler was second. <gasps> so. The Fawns um, coming in at number cool. two. So, <laughs> hey, tell the Fawns, DR's in the house. Yeah. Okay. So. Can that be like a bumper sticker? Can we make that like a slogan or something? Yeah, tell maybe. Or like in the back of the jacket. And he, yeah. beat, he beat John Stamos also as a little football. Wow. That is so... And then I think about it, though, talking about the mid-Atlantic region, I'm like, why am I actually not surprised, though, now that you say that? First of all, because of well, you, Rob, everybody who's involved in the book, it, the stories, but then also the Pittsburgh community. It's the power the of Yinzer Nation. Yeah. It's the power of Yinzer Nation. Yeah. Yinzer bars that. all over the world. Yes. Uh, Larry and I were in Rome a few years ago and went to a Yinzer bar in Rome. That's all <laughs> the reach is. So, oh my gosh, congratulations on that. Yeah, it? no, that was, I, I mean, I'm just laughing. Like, mm -hmm. how did that, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, I don't even know, but, um, uh, but it's been an interesting, you know, it's taken me two years um, yeah. to and do this. If I can say, so we're talking about the cards. So how did this evolve? How did it become, we're doing cards and now number one in the mid-range? Well, this is definitely, the, the book is definitely an extension of, of what we started five years ago with the Inzer cards. I mean, I just had this idea about, hey, you know, there's nothing like this out there. Wouldn't this be funny? Pittsburgh yins are greeting cards. And like, and like Jimmy said, I, I, was, I, was, I left my house. I was uh, driving downtown to my office. And I, and I would put on KDKA because I want to hear traffic on the fives and see what 28's like. And, um, oh, they're doing the spaghetti breakfast. <laughs> They still do the spaghetti breakfast because you know that was started by uh, Cigna. So I was going to yeah. say John Cigna started that. Up yep. hearing, oh, so, yeah. so I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't seen Larry and and John Shumway was on the air with him at the time. I haven't seen Larry and Shum for a while. So I pulled in the in, in the parking garage, walked two blocks over to Heinz Hall, and Jimmy's there, and I'm like. Jimmy, were you on the air this morning again? Uh, uh, you know, Larry and I are going to go get a coffee afterwards, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about doing things together. Mm -hmm. And I said, I got the first thing. And, and, and the look yeah. on your face, Jimmy, yeah. you're like, what? You got the first thing? <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh Yins are greeting cards. That's and that's brilliant. how it all started, yeah, really. Really did. Come on. Isn't yeah. It? And so I, my, my firm, Roberts Communications, has worked with Giant Eagle for over 25 years. Uh, so I run into Paul Abbott from Giant Eagle, mm -hmm. who, who now oversees the whole Market District brand. But at the time, he oversaw a center store, which included greeting cards. So I said, Paul, I got this crazy idea, Pittsburgh Yinzer greeting cards. And he goes, wait, what's that about? I love that. I said, well, right now it's me, Jim Cran and Larry Richard. He goes, well, what, what's that going to be? I said, well, you know, like a, 
you know, what, birthday cards and anniversary cards and Christmas cards. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are they going to look like? I go, I have no idea. <laughs> he goes, well, you know what? You're smart. Figure it out and we'll just we'll do it. And I'm thinking, oh, it's that easy to get something in the Giant Eagle stores? And we're in 40 Giant Eagle stores and Market District stores. So that's when that's when uh, Jimmy called Rob and and that was the missing piece. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's one of those things where, and uh, forgive me if you're not spiritual or whatever, I'm, not, I'm just saying that it's a weird thing. When the universe wants something to happen, it just happens. It, yep. from, from that day... Five months later, we were on sale in 40 Giant Eagle stores. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, well, That's how fast it came together. Yeah. So Rob just drew like the wind. He, he did. actually did. <laughs> he, he really did. He put a lot of pressure yeah. on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We want, yeah. And, so, you know, in, yeah. A, in, 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 in kind of in a similar way um, <laughs> with the book, um, so I'm working on the book, talking to the editorial guy at Arcadia Publishing, my contact. And at one point, we start to talk about the cover. And he goes, oh, you know, don't worry about the cover. We do the cover. I go, well, I know you do the cover, but like, what are you thinking? Well, it'll be like black and white photos of people in the book, sepia tones. I go, no, that's like every book. And I said, how about if Rob Rogers does the cover? And he goes, well, yeah, Rob Rogers. I mean, that would be great, but how are we going to get Rob Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, did you, you knew that story, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Rob, you said, oh. I, I'm like, I got covers. this covered. We have an idea. Wow. And so, Rob, if you want to tell folks a little about you, a little more about sure. you than these folks sure, have. Sure, but uh, yeah, I, I will definitely do that. Um, but first, I'll say, not everybody was happy because I ended up having to do all those caricatures on the front of the He didn't take my simpler design, uh, so, we, so we went with that one. But no, it was it was a privilege and an honor to do it, and uh, I'm I'm so happy to be a part of it. Uh, you know, because I am I am Rob Rogers, the the former political cartoonist for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, and I was born in Philadelphia, so I am only an honorary Ginzer, but I take it very seriously. <laughs> and um, and so and so, of course, I was happy to be a part of the book project, especially after working with with Dick and and Jimmy and Larry for the last five years. Um, interestingly enough, it, it, you know, the card project started uh, a few months before I ended up getting fired. So it was, it was kind of fortuitous. Um, but anyway, I, I am now, you know, doing greeting cards with, with Pittsburgh Yinzer greetings. And I'm, I'm also doing other freelance things, but basically doing the same thing I was doing before. I have a couple of paying clients that pay me to draw my editorial cartoons. Um, and I, I'm syndicated nationally and internationally sometimes. And so, so that's, yeah, that's my, that's my story. And how, and how long have you been living in Pittsburgh? How long have you been here? Oh, I've been here since, uh, this will date me, but I've been here since 1982. I went to, I came, my, well, first my, my father moved here with my two younger brothers and my stepmother because he went to work for UPMC chief of pulmonary medicine. So it was a pretty, pretty big deal. And then I came two years later to, to go to graduate school at CMU for, for fine art. And then, uh, but I, but I had always been doing cartoons. So when I, when I uh, finished graduate school, I, I got an internship at the Pittsburgh press. Uh, that was in 1984. So, you know, you know, it's been a while. I mean, it's been, well, what is that? 80, 40 years. years. That's, that's 40, 41 years, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and really what was funny about all of this was when I first got here, I liked Pittsburgh a lot, but I also thought, you know, I'm here for graduate school. I, you know, I didn't really see the city the way you should when you're, when you're just going to school and stuff, you don't really have time. But so I wasn't in love with the city. You know, I was sort of like, this is great. It's really different, but but then, but then I was sort of like thinking, okay, I'll go get a job at a newspaper somewhere else, you know. But Pittsburgh kept me here because they needed somebody at the press. And I was right here at the, at the right time. So, so I ended so up staying, and, and of course, the rest is history. But, Thank goodness you've been here. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's been, it's been a, an unbelievable, you know, when I talk to some other 
friends who are cartoonists, political cartoonists, especially, um, you know, they, they, they hop from paper to paper, uh, sometimes with a, with a, a big, you know, block of time in between. And I'm pretty lucky to have basically stayed at the same place. You know, the press was taken over by the post Gazette after the strike in 92. So I ended up at the post Gazette and, um, and, you know, really all together it was 34 years, uh, which is an, an amazing amount of time at any job. Um, so I'm, I'm very, I feel very lucky to have, you know, been welcomed here by, by everybody and, and, uh, been a part of the fabric of the daily conversation about the news, you know? Yes. We thank you for that too. And now this, now this book and, you all, and Jim is in the book. There's mm -hmm. so many connections here. So correct. Yeah, wherever you want to. Well, uh, it, it, so it really did start with the cards. And then just one day I was thinking about hearing bits and pieces of famous Pittsburghers who, you know, would talk a little bit about growing up here. Uh, and I thought, wouldn't that be an interesting collection of stories that how Pittsburgh's values and traditions and disciplines help them become the people they are, actually form their very character. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of did what I do, which is I wrote up a synopsis and submitted it to Arcadia Publishing. Uh, the CEO calls me and he's like, hey, we've got, we got this synopsis of yours. We really like this idea. Can you actually get these people? <laughs> and I said, and of course I said, well, yeah, of course I can. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I had no idea, really. I mean, a lot of the people on the list, I, you know, I mean, some of them I know, obviously, Bob Pompiani, Patrice King Brown, Lynn Hayes Freeland, mm -hmm. Jim Cren, Larry Richard, Rick Seaback, Donnie Iris. But, you know, but then there's, but then there's Mark Cuban and Bill Cower and Jeff Goldblum and so many others. Yeah. Joe Namath, Dan Marino, that I was able to get them through a combination of friends who helped me and and working through publicists at at networks or what have you the nice thing is is everybody was really genuinely enthusiastic about it and they had an extended period of time that they normally don't have to talk about the hometown that they love mm -hmm. so it was a lot of fun and and it was kind of an interesting way to tell the story of pittsburgh through the people who grew up here yes so it's not like I wrote about them. These are their words. It's in their voice. Um, I just shaped up the stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, really interesting to, to talk to so many of these folks. Oh my gosh. So I know, well, I mean, Mr. Kren is right here. I don't know. Grew up in the strip district when know. nobody lived in the strip district. Right. It was, it was just tomatoes and peppers and what have you. And Jim. Yeah. And Jim. It, was, it wasn't 3,000. Jim and Lou. My mom, Lou, my dad, <laughs> yeah. grandma, my there whole family lived on the other, on blocks. I thought all families grew up together a block away from each other. And all of a sudden, right. everything started to change, of course. But uh, I'm a proud Yinzer and, uh, you know, grew up in the strip district and then uh, went on to IUP and then went on to do stand-up and ended up on the radio. When I came out of radio in 1988, you know, I was lucky to grow up in the strip district because the strip stuff, right in the middle of everything. So I had friends on the north side. I went to school on the north side. I had friends on the south side, friends in Squirrel Hill. I had friends in these neighborhoods, and I was in these neighborhoods. So when I went on the radio, I always started talking with neighborhoods. But it wasn't it wasn't fake. It was because I knew the lingo. I knew everything about those neighborhoods. So people, oh, he's from there. They can't, there's no other way he'd know that. He has to know that. And I know Yinzer was not, uh, believe it or not, was not an endearing term. At the time, and I didn't understand because I was on the road a lot. I was, I was in Pittsburgh in and out when, when road when comedy club days. I'm there, product of the comedy clubs, and so I was on the road a lot. So I, when I was in, on the radio, I thought, why is that? So I started this character, Stanley Pikachuski, and he was just I was like, why don't he's just proud, man? And he said, well, it is. It was proud, and all of a sudden, it just. Started getting into a song called Take a Walk on the South Side, a parody of Lou Reed's Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Yes. And it just made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars blue for charity. And so. Stanley Pikachowski, my family still and, talks about it. And Stanley just <laughs> stored out. And next thing you know, you know, he went to community college, graduated two years. He worked at Heinz. He's a head pickler, had a pea green vega. You know, lived in his <laughs> north side, lived, lived on the south side, you yep. know, and he lived in you know, a tire house there. You know, I was a proud Yenzel. He's a pride. He's proud. Oh, he's so proud. Pittsburgh pride. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, I am. 
family. And I, and I think it's cool because as years went on, I'd hear my buddy is a surgeon. And he'd say, yeah, when we have you on in the operating room on Tuesdays when I operate, I'm like, so I'm like, and you think about it, everyone's a proud yinzer. Everyone has that pride of where they grew up. I don't care, you could be a, a professor, a surgeon, you know, any man and woman who grew up in the city, right? We have that little bit of, we're still mm -hmm. from there. Uh -huh. And it just hits that little, and Stanley hit that little court. We're like, yeah, I'm from here too. You know, yes. you know and, and Stanley, I made sure the character had to be proud. It was mm -hmm. not in anything but nothing mean. His kindness right. and proud. And mm -hmm. He just was proud of who he was, no matter what anyone thought. He was just pride. I'm a love of city. I love it. I believe black and gold. Live the Steelers. I live for, you know, that kind of thing. So it just took off. But anyway, <laughs> it helped me a lot. It yes, helped me. Yes, my you know. gosh. And so in thinking about, too, with the books, how was it for you to know that your story was going to be included? And how did you, like, okay, what do I, what do I want to say? Or how do I? That was the cool thing, you know. Dick Roberts is, is like a hidden gem as far as an entertainer. He does he has best ideas for our company, always I'm supposed to be a comedian, he always comes up with the funniest ideas. But his interview skills were amazing. And and it comes down like your interview skills are great. Oh, but you have to have interview skills to get it out of somebody, to make someone comfortable. Like yeah. I'm comfortable right now, so your interview skills are great. You get me talking. Dick's the same way. Yeah, we, we were at uh, Leaf and Bean. I like cigars. He knew that. So he cuts me in a he puts me in a position where our place anywhere I'm relaxed. Uh, Next thing you know, I'm like up a cigar. He knew that and, and, and had a recorder out and just started asking the questions he wanted to get. A, uh, he wanted me to answer. I could tell because it was more like a, a, about my radio days and as much mm -hmm. as uh, growing up in the city, but also my, my career in radio and how I got there and, and all that kind of stuff and that ride. And so it was a lot of fun uh, doing the book because it, it was uh, made me smile the entire time thinking about how, you know, what a fun ride it's been. And I'm so happy I, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Too. When yeah. I thought of that, I thought, well, I'm really lucky, you know, to have grown up here. And because people here, it's a neighborhood thing, yes. I think. And there's a loyalty here. Yeah. And I swear, no matter what, people stick with you in the mm. city. And it's, you know, I, I can't be thankful enough. In, in 2008, I lost my dog Gizmo. Uh, he, he found him. He was lost for three days, December 16th. Over 600 Pittsburgh came, Pittsburghers came out to help me find him. Oh my That's gosh. the kind of city we <laughs> in the winter. It was cold. It was snowing. That's like, I, I, I was, he was lost in his park. Looking for him all night. is like quarter to six or I called the state. I can't make it in. That's all I said. Jim Crane can't come in today. He lost his dog in Banksville Park. About an hour later, this guy has his dog. He goes, you find him yet? I'm like, what? Fine, Gizmo. Like, how does he know? He goes, I heard on radio, you're looking for your dog. He goes, I took a vacation day. No. People started, I st when I say five, six, I counted, head counted in, in the parking lot of the Banks Park. That took three days. There was That was the ballpark. I had four Marines with, with night vision goggles came up to help me. We found him. We found him. Day three and a half, we found him. He was alive. He was just dehydrated. Oh, but that it. is Pittsburgh, man. That's Pittsburgh. That is it. That is. We're going to help him get his dog. Taking a vacation day? Uh, yeah. A little, little, little lady, 90, with her little poodles. He's out there no. digging in the woods looking for him. It was like 10 degrees out, too. They wanted to find him. we got to find him, Jimmy. People were bringing rigatoni and stuff to the we had generators. I'm not kidding. It was amazing. It was the most amazing thing ever. Oh, my God. I'll just never forget that. How the whole city, that's Pittsburgh right there. To me, that's the city. Yes. That's the story of the city for me. I was wondering, too, <laughs> as you were sharing your stories yeah. with bringing that nostalgia and bringing, and like you were saying, wow, it really made me think about it. I love this town. Yeah. It just starts, it brings so many. Yeah. Yeah. Times Start thinking of people that got you here. Oh, my gosh. I think that's a lot. Of the next book is the people yeah. that got me there, too, is involved with my chapter anyway and mm -hmm. helped me along the way. It takes a lot of people to get anywhere and have any success, I think. So, yeah. There's that Brian Wilson song. It, 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 you need a mess of help to st to stand alone. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, oh. that's true. Yeah, yeah. And and what Jimmy's saying is, I mean, is 100% true, and it's reflected in the book. Mm -hmm. There's certain themes in the book mm -hmm. that come through, mm -hmm. like neighborhood and taking care of each other, um, family, and and what what makes it interesting is everybody approaches it from their own point of view. So, so, you know, how Tom Murphy talks about, the former mayor, talks about sense of community is a little different than how Jeff Goldblum might have talked about it. 
um, or how Bill Cower talked about it, yeah. or Mark Cuban. But but those themes are in a lot of the stories. Are there um, any little Previews or little, or is there something you want to share with us? Oh yeah, one of them, or it's a story. That yeah, there's, uh, and the stories really are good, and they're so sincere. Um, the one I always go back to is is Jeff Goldblum, and the detail that he talks about how how, how obsessed he wanted to be to be an actor. You know, in his story, he talks about the first role he ever had, which was fifth grade at Chatham Summer Arts Camp. And he goes into all this detail about the character that he played, what his costume was, what he said, how he reacted on stage when people started to clap and laugh or whatever it was, and, and, and what his interaction was like afterwards with his parents. Tremendous detail. And um, he really was obsessed with being an actor. So when he was, he, he was as he was growing up in Homestead, they had a they had a, a you know a shower and it had a glass door and it would steam up and he would write in the steam God please let me be an actor and then he'd wipe it off because he didn't want anybody to see it but that's how obsessed he was with becoming an actor. It's a great story. Yes. Yeah, the detail is a great story. And hearing again and hearing all of these voices and knowing like you were saying too, when you're from Pittsburgh it is a really specific thing even when you move away from it. Even, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to live here your whole life to be. Absolutely. And I, did you find that as you were talking with people? Yeah, uh, you know, and somebody Jimmy knows very well, Frankie Nicotero, mm -hmm. is in the book, The Comedian. Yeah, he's funny because he, you know, Jimmy or, or uh, Frankie talked about how nice people are here. Mm -hmm. and, and Jimmy will especially appreciate this because you actually do it, which is call people hun. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. And he knows when he's home, he goes into a diner <laughs> yeah. and they're calling him hot. Yeah. Uh, but, but he tells the story about he was warming up The Tonight Show at one point in his mm -hmm. career, and Jeff Goldblum happened to be a guest that night. And um, so Frankie said, hey, hey Jeff, you know, I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. And, and Jeff had to stop the show to talk about Pittsburgh. Because he just loves to talk about Pittsburgh, and so does Billy Gardell, and mm. yeah, it's it, it's really an interesting thing. Billy Gar Billy Gardell talked about his his agent said, "What's with you Pittsburgh guys? <laughs> Between you and Nicotero, you, you're always talking about Pittsburgh," <laughs> and it's true. Oh. Yeah. So this yeah. this book gave them an extended period of time to really get into that kind of detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was fun. Yeah, and I know you already listed so many of the folks who have chapter, you know, who have chapters in it. Correct. Yeah. And um, I mean, we could go on for days talking about it. All. Yeah. Folks can get it. It'll be in our show notes, all of the info. But it came out. Yes. In October. Yeah. yeah, it came out in October. I, you know, I think it for somebody that uh, you're thinking like, what do I oh, I get them? What do I get her? Yes. You know, it's it's. It, I think it would be a great Christmas gift. Me um, too. Yeah. Uh, and, and the nice thing about it is it's not a book where there's a beginning, middle, and end. You could flip through the book. Um, I, my friend Joe Carlucci in Chicago called me uh, uh, yesterday, and he said, he said, you know, I got your book. I'm, I'm in bed and, you know, going through the book, and I wanted to read about this person, and I jumped to this person. I thought, well, what a dick right at the beginning. And so he goes to the acknowledgments page, and he's in there. <laughs> which, which I didn't tell him. He didn't know that. He's one of my That's best awesome. friends. And, um, and he just starts laughing. And he said his wife's Arlene's like half asleep. She goes, Joe, what's so funny? And, and he tells her, you know, Dick's got me in, in this book. And she, she, she's like, oh, that Dickie Roberts, you know. But um, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a test to see if you read the whole thing. Well, there you go. Right? See? Yes. You know. Exactly. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so... Okay, so we and anything, please feel free to talk more about the book. If there's anything we're missing. Yeah, well, you know, people ask me, you know, was there someone you liked more than others talking to? Well, other than Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, of course. Was was Joe Namath? That's cool too. And, I, and, I was all. I and was when very he called me, <laughs> you know, I had texted him and he didn't respond. Well, he's eighty some years old. I don't know. Does he even look at text? 
but I had his cell phone number. Yeah. So, but I didn't want to just call him because I thought mm, he, he might not like that. And I didn't want something to become confrontational. So, but then, and then one day at five o'clock in the afternoon, my phone's ringing. I don't recognize the number, but I'm going to answer it. And I just, and I, you know, I, I answer, hello, this is Dick. And he goes, Dick, this is Joe Namath. <laughs> and, and I'm mouthing to my wife, it's Broadway, Joe. How often do you get that call? I yeah. just got chills. Oh, my God. It was. I, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm 69 years old. So if you're a guy my age, growing up in the 60s, watching sports, Joe Namath was, was Joe the Cool. He's he the was man. the guy. Still is. <laughs> Still is, yeah. And, and it was pretty cool. To be, oh. to be on the phone for 42 minutes and, well, 21 seconds with Broadway Joe. That is the but who's counting? counting? No, that, not that I looked. So here's something we can't forget to say since we're on the Yins Are Good mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. um, and kind of what this podcast represents. You know, we've had a lot of fun today talking about Yinzer cards and so on. And, uh, and, and we really, the four of us, when we get together, our meetings are 90 minutes of laughing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's like, Jimmy's throwing stuff out. And it's like, is anybody writing any of this down? Because it's really <laughs> funny. Luckily, Rob never fails to bring his sketchbook. Oh. And he actually is taking Rob notes. notes. Yeah, it's it's so great. But, but, you know, here's the thing. And, and this was from the very beginning. And we talked about this. Is, was the opportunity to take a portion of the sales and give it back to nonprofits. Mm -hmm. so, so Animal Friends, which Jimmy has had a long, long relationship with. And they're wonderful. Um, and they really support us. You know, they've always yeah. supported me and they've supported us. And Animal Friends do such a great job. Yeah, I've been with that organization for a long time. I was going to say, and, and I wanted to thank you because I've, I've just known that about you for uh, several years. But wow. Thank you for all you do with them. And my to honor. all of you doing that with this. I mean, this yeah, is... it's been cool. Yeah, no, it's fun. And, and, wow, and then when wonderful. we started Yinzer Bars, mm -hmm. we were like, well, okay. So that, that has helped to support a pretty new organization called Spencer's Voice Fund, which uh, is about Spencer Flowers, who at age 20 uh, overdosed. And his mother started this organization to help um, educate young people about mm -hmm. uh, substance abuse and uh, and so on. So, um, and, I, and I remember I told Tina, Tina Flowers, um, I asked her, I said, you know, I don't want you to think this is too frivolous. We're going to do Yins and Bars, but we'd like to support Spencer's Voice Fund. And she was all about it. She thought it was great. And I, and I told her, I said, look, you know, we'll, you know, we'll certainly make donations, but, um, the best thing we can do is help you get noticed through Yinterbars. Uh, and that's exactly how it worked out. So, so you know, it's, it, that's been, that's, that was something we wanted to do from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and we've supported other organizations a little more informally, but um, mm -hmm. that's kind of what Pittsburgh Yinzer Greetings has been about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, for all of that. I mean, it's true community. And so, uh -huh. We've said it already, and again, it'll be in the show notes, but where? So folks are thinking, oh my gosh, the cards, the Yinzer bars, where are folks going for them? So 40 Giant Eagle stores, um, Hallmark stores, uh, other independents that okay. are out there. Probably 60, <laughs> 60, 70% of our stuff goes out of town, by yeah, the way. Really? No question. I People tell me all the time, I, yeah. I buy, I've bought so many of those cards and I send them to my friends in Charlotte and in yes. Jacksonville and God knows where. When we lived in Chicago, there was a bar. It was a Steeler and Penn State bar. Mm -hmm. And they actually shipped in Permani sandwiches ah. as well as I see Yeah, that's cool. It was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And there were more Steeler bars in Chicago than any other team in the country. There's 12. When we really? were there, there were 12 bars wow. that were specifically Steeler bars. Oh. Uh. Well, thank you. This is so, thank you. Always yeah. love being on. so fun. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Thank Appreciate you it. for being here. A lot Yay. of fun. Well, here we are, Don. We are here, Tressa. Hot off the presses. <laughs> Hot off the presses. In case Ian's missed it. Oh, yeah. I 
love this. Okay. That old segment. That old news segment. Yeah. And Don, you found this one. I did in the online Post Gazette, okay. uh, written by Abby Kirkland, freelance writer for the Post Gazette. Uh, our little headline is: Airport therapy dogs offer a friendly paw before or after your flight. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I would very much appreciate this when at the airport. I would find this very soothing and much in need. I, I definitely would need it. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's talk. I, 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 want, I wish that for you. Yes, thank you. So the program is actually uh, the Pittsburgh International Airport's Pit Paws program. Now they say That's the, some alliteration right there. Yes, it is. Up my alley. Mm -hmm. uh, passengers get to interact with trained and certified therapy dogs and their handlers to help alleviate stress and provide a few minutes of relaxation before or after their flight. Because as we all know, traveling itself is stressful, yeah. let alone airline travel these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the program started in 2017, and it's managed by Elise Gomez. She is the airport's manager of customer experience. Well, this would definitely enhance the customer experience. It sure I'd would. Say. Sure would. To participate in pit paws, volunteer teams need to be certified by Alliance of Therapy Dogs, which is a national organization based in Cheyenne, Wyoming, that registers, ensures, and supports members involved in animal-assisted activities. So dogs have to complete a pit pause customer service course. They learn about the airport, how to assist customers, oh and then the staff perform a walking interview with the dog and its handler to make sure that the dog can handle the busy concourse. Now, I'm wondering if part of the interview is, you know, they ask the dog, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, what, what uh, if you were a human, what type of human would you be and well, why? That's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. And so what, oh, wait. And also, so there's business cards? Wait. Yeah, so the it. article specifically talks about three of these uh, dogs, uh, Mateus, Cooper, and Allie. Mateus is a two-year-old Leon Burger. Cooper is a six-year-old Bernese Mountain Dog, and Allie's an eight-year-old Golden Retriever. <laughs> and on this particular day, when the author was following them, they observed the dogs each have business cards, which include personal information, such as their breed, their weight, their favorite treats, their activities, and their pet peeves. Okay, so there is, oh, I love, their pet peeves. Wait, yes. I oh, just got it. Should we call it human peeves? Human peeves, yes. Owner peeves. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it seems like a very cool little experience. And I they would have love like to participate. Their, yes, I was, okay, and, and because we were wondering that, like, do you have to have, if you wanted to volunteer, mm -hmm. do you have to have a dog that has gone through all these things, right, that is, that is certified, or can you volunteer <clears throat> to be a handler of someone else's dog? All right, well, let's consult the article, Tressa. Shall we? Yes. Uh, handlers are usually the owners of the dogs, but do not have to be. Ah. The handler is responsible for not only holding the leash, but reading the dog's cues and managing the situation. It is up to them to recognize when the dog is tired, stressed, excited, needs a bathroom break, etc., <laughs> and help manage the situation if need be. And these pups have their own routines, let me tell you. Tell me. They go through the airport. Mm -hmm. Their first stop is the sunglass hut, and they get a treat. <laughs> And then they go to Berg Sports Bar in Concourse D, where they sit and wait for the staff to bring them the treat of the day, oh. which could be a French fry, a chip, a tater tot. But what? they have to do a trick to get it. That's right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Gotta work for it. You can't be getting a free tater tot. Yeah. No. 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 Life does not hand you free tater tots, listeners. No, it does not. Yeah. So where do folks go? Where do we go? The pit... Pause. Yeah, the Pit Pause application is on uh, the flypittsburgh.com website. So you can check it out. But you should also check out the article. It's from November 15th, and it's you can find it online in the Post-Gazette under the goodness section. Uh, Abby Kirkland, again, the freelance writer that brought us this story, and it's pretty awesome. I love this. Yeah. Don, thank you. Yeah. Do, oh, we, we forgot to talk about the fact that in addition to their regular shifts, yeah. the dogs participate in uh, parades a okay. few times a year. Okay, stop. They just did one for Halloween where they were in costume stop. when they walked through the airport. Just through the airport. Yeah. Okay, I feel like as you're saying all this, I am becoming a Pit Paws groupie. <laughs> I feel it happening like... Sure. I want to find ways to just well, I mean, hang out in the airport. Hazel will be jealous, but you could volunteer to be a handler. I could. Yeah. 
I could. You we just have to it. guarantee six hours a week for the article. If you oh, that's not bad. Six hours a week. No. You can work that into your schedules if you're a dog lover. Yeah. yeah. Reach out and apply at uh, flypittsburgh.com. Pit paws. Great way to meet people, too. Great way to you know meet new people and connect mm -hmm. with people. That's and give awesome. them a, a positive experience. You know, I thought we were a little pun-free, mm -hmm. although we did. We were a little, we were heavy on the pet peeves and human peeves and such. Sure. But thank you for okay. that. Of course. Thank you for that. And as always, thank you for you and your time. Uh, you are quite welcome. <laughs> In case you missed it. And that will bring this episode, episode 109, to a close. Huge thanks to Dick Roberts, Rob Rogers, and Jim Crenn for your time and for the fabulous and fun conversation. Thank you. Listeners, please do be sure to check out our show notes for info on where to get the book, Growing Up Yinzer, as well as the other Yinzer products that those guys are working on. Our show notes also include the link to learn more about Pit Paws and how to volunteer if you're so inclined. Thank you again for being here today. Whatever day today is for you, we sure do appreciate it. And until next time, my friends, be safe, be kind, be good. Special thanks to Riverstone Books, Karen Baum, Don DiGiulio, and as always, for our fabulous artwork, Mike Rubino.